The Bible says, Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. His praise in the assembly of saints. Let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the people of Zion be glad in their king. Psalm 149. Let them praise his name with dancing and making and make music to him. With tambourines and harp. For the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the humble with salvation. Let the saints rejoice in his honor and sing for joy on their beds. May the praise of God be in their mouths and double-edged sword in their hands to execute vengeance upon the brethren, the heathen, and punishment upon the people, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters, to execute upon them the judgment written this honor of all his sins. Lift up your voice and thank God for the opportunity that is given, the authority that God has given to you. Glorify the name of God. The words you speak tonight will not fall to the ground. Thank God for sharing his divinity with you, that you can speak and heaven can answer. Father, we exalt and magnify your holy name. Thank God for who he is. Thank God for his divine authority in your lips. The glory of his sins is to carry out and execute the judgment that is written. The glory of the saints is to execute the judgment that is written. Father, we exalt and magnify your holy name. Blessed be your name. Thank God for the grace of wisdom. We worship you, Lord Jesus. We worship you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' anointed name, we are pray with us given. You know, I want us to look at this Psalm 149. Someone, I don't know, it is possible for someone to think that why do Christians always bind the devil? Why do Christians always pray against this? Because in this world are three human beings. There are human beings who are just, uh, who are ignorant. They come to the world and they're just a victim of anything that happens. Then there are human beings who serve the devil. And who know their duty and their job as to cause chaos and calamity and woes. And there are human beings who serve the living God. Now, that scripture tells us, if we read from verse 6, it says, May the praise of God be in their mouths. And a double-edged sword in their hand. Double-edged sword is the word. Okay? Haven't praised God. And now, with the word of God, what do we do with it? To inflict vengeance on the nations 
and punishment on the peoples. To bind their kings with fetters, their nobles with shackles of iron, to carry out the sentence written against them. If you look at the King James Version, it says to execute upon them the judgment that is written. Now, that is what we are going to do. It is a privilege to have authority of God so that when we speak over nations, it happens. That's what we are going to do tonight. What it is written, we will pronounce those things and those things will happen. Both upon our lives, upon the nation. God told us something yesterday that he will break the yoke of those who kill Christians in the month of July. Do you know when I got home yesterday, you know, I haven't read for a while. I said, let me just watch the news. And they said something in the news. By 2 a.m. After God spoke here. And when they said that in the news, the Lord said, did you hear that? Alright? What God said was announced in the news yesterday. A fire is beginning to burn that will cause those who have been murderers to run. They will have no hiding place. As they run, God says pursue and they will pursue them. They will pursue them. Anywhere they go to, God will expose them and they will pursue them. And somebody on the run cannot slaughter another man. So therefore, we are going to pray tonight, knowing fully well that what you say Tonight, God will honor. Now, look at the book of Psalm 145. This is a psalm that God gave us that members of this church should read daily this year. It says, I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day will I praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. We're going to pray about that verse. His greatness no one can fathom. And we'll pray that scripture together with Exodus 34 verse 10, which is our main scripture for this very month. And it says, Then the Lord said, I'm making a covenant with you before all your people. I will do wonders never before done in any nation in all the world. We're going to pray, Father, no one can fathom your wonders. Let your wonders happen in my life. In this month of June, you have spoken that this is the month of signs and wonders. Let signs and wonders, you know, you know, define my destiny. Let it define my name. Change everything around me. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. As the king of heaven who makes covenants, that issue intervene in your life according to his might. Tell the Lord. Father, according to your word, no one can fathom your manifestation of power or might. Father, we pray, this is the month of signs and wonders. Let signs and wonders mark this house. Let your sign and wonder mark this house. Let every life encounter your power. Let every member encounter your grace. Together with our family, our extended relations, pray for them. The God of signs and wonders, it is your covenant with us. Tell the Lord, do signs and wonders in my life that will distinct me among my contemporaries. 
a manifestation that will distinguish me among many. Let your signs and wonders mark me. A manifestation that will distinguish me among many. Oh, sovereign one, I pray thee. Oh, sovereign Lord, I pray thee. Mark me with signs. Mark me with wonders. Mark me with signs. Mark me with wonders. Mark me with signs. Let it happen in my home. Let it happen in my church. Those of you who are students, you better ask God. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. In my business, in every business represented in this house, let there be great signs and wonders. Father, intervene on the behalf of every member of this house. Whatever be the needs that face us from January to June, we have got to the half of the year. Before this month is over, let arrears be paid. Let arrears be paid. Tell the Lord, visit my request from January. According to your sovereign power, answer my cry. Jehovah, we pray. Jehovah, we pray. Jehovah, we pray thee. Father, let there be joy in the house by your manifestation of signs and wonders. Tell God, let your signs and wonders reverse every negative manifestation. In your might and power, descend upon this house. In your grace and glory, descend upon our lives. The Bible says, and the son that you are giving me are signs and wonders. They are signs and wonders in this age. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. A turn around, a turn around, a turn around. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying with thanksgiving. Verse 4 says, One generation will commend the works, your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of your glorious splendor, or the glorious splendor of your majesty, and I will meditate upon your works. Now, there are two things there. A good number of times people hear testimonies and they never meditate upon it. One thing I, I said this, I always say this to my own family, my children. My father, the reason why I have so much knowledge and wisdom, let me say wisdom, is because my father always told me his life. He told me all the time. He would repeat the same story again and again, every time. And I'm never fed up. Today, I can tell the story of my family to my grandfather from Sierra Leone accurately. Okay? But when he tells me those stories of how the journey of our route is, he shows me God. How God's hand has been shaping things. Even when things were bad, 
how God was behind it. And how God took that to the next level. And he always says to me, son, think about the acts of God. And let your mouth speak about his wonders. Because when you talk about that, then God will do more wonders. That's because said you should meditate. Meditate upon the works of God. So we're going to pray. Two things there. He says, one generation will commend your works. They will tell of your mighty acts. Then he says, they will speak of your glorious splendor, of your majesty, of your majesty, and I will meditate. You want to tell God, Father, let my life be filled with testimonies that I may have testimonies of you to share with the generation coming after me. Give me manifestations, visitations that will fill my lips so that I can tell of your acts to my seed and the seed of my seed so that the mouth of those coming behind me shall be full of the testimonies of your acts. Lift up your voice and ask the Lord. You need a manifestation to tell the generations to come. For one generation will commend your works to another. Tell the Lord, enable me, O God, to be able to tell about the works you are doing. And tell the Lord, do more works in my life that I may tell the generation to come. Let my mouth be filled with testimony of your works. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. Pray and tell God, let my life be full of mighty acts of God. That the mighty acts of God shall mark my life. Moses had testimonies. He parted the Red Sea after performing all the wonders in Egypt. He commanded and quails came from the clouds. He struck the rock and water gushed out of the rock. Tell the Lord, may my mouth be filled with wonders. That I may tell generations to come about your faithfulness. Tell the Lord, enable me to think about what you have done. Help me to recapitulate the things that you have been doing. Let me have encounters to tell generations to come. He says they will speak of your glorious splendor. Of the splendor of your majesty. Pray and tell God in the month of June. Open my eyes to see your glory. Open my eyes to see your presence. Reveal to me the glory of your majesty. Father, in my dream, let me see. When I'm awake, let me see. Surround me, Lord, with your presence in this very month. So that I will speak of your glory, the glorious splendor of you, my majesty. Tell the Lord, he says, I will meditate on your wonderful works. Let my heart meditate on your works. Let my heart meditate on your words. Tell God, help me to remember my past, all what you have done. All the great things you have done for me. Help my heart to meditate upon it. Help my heart to meditate upon it. 
Take me back, Johnny. Ten years ago, twenty years ago, thirty years ago. Let me see what you have been doing in my life. Let my heart recognize your mighty acts. That my mouth may declare the wonders of old. O King of Heaven, enable me to talk about the power of your awesome works. Verse 6 says, they will tell of the power of your awesome works, and I will proclaim your great deeds. Tell the Lord, let my heart meditate upon what you did in the past, so that I may have confidence for the future. May my heart, O oh God, celebrate your wonders. May my heart, O oh God, celebrate your great deeds. Continue to pray. He says, They will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. Help me to celebrate your abundant goodness. Let my mouth be full of praise and my heart be full of thanksgiving. Let my mouth be full of your praise and my heart be full of your thanksgiving. Begin to pray for mercy now. Verse 8 says, The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. Begin to ask God, have mercy on me. Lord Jesus, have mercy on me. Be compassionate to me, O God. Father, show me your compassion. Show me your compassion, O God. He says, I, even I, am he that blotted out your transgressions and remember your sins no more. Father, be compassionate on me. Bartimaeus asked God to have mercy. Mercy located Bartimaeus. Grace works for Bartimaeus. Tell the Lord Jesus tonight, have mercy on me. You are a compassionate God. Show me compassion in my life. Show me mercy in my life. Let my life be filled with the mercy of God. Let my life be filled with compassion from God. Have mercy on me, Lord. Tell God, let your mercy locate me from heaven. Let your favor rest upon me. Let your grace work for me. Mercy, locate Christ with Tabernacle. Mercy of God, locate this church. And light upon this church. Father, we ask for mercy from heaven. You are a compassionate God. Have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us. Let your favor rest upon us. Let your favor rest upon us. Let your grace work for us. Let your grace work for us. Father, we pray thee. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying.
Let me show you something in that verse 9. It says, the Lord is good to all. Okay? But not all encounter his goodness. God is good to every human being. Whatever they are, they are. Either they know him, they don't know him. God is good to them. But not every human being encounter his goodness. Now he says he has compassion on all he has made. He has compassion on all he has made. But not every human being encounter his compassion. Or enjoy that compassion. Now if you go straight away from verse 9. To verse 17. It says the Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving towards all he has made. I was teaching the workers a few minutes ago. The Lord's love is for every man, but not every man encounters it, enjoys it. Now what is the key to enjoy his compassion, to receive his love? I told the workers, there are some I have met. Women, they just love a particular man crazy. And the man is not just attracted to them. And I've seen some even fought themselves over a man who has no love for them. Okay? So it is possible for someone to love somebody and the person is not really receiving the love. But look at what he says further. He fulfilled the desire. No, verse 18. The Lord is near to all who call on him. Who call on him in truth. And that is what makes a difference. Who are the people who can penetrate the love? Those who call on him in truth. The Bible says, Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord, or who will stand in his holy place? Those who have pure heart and clean hands. I told you yesterday. There are some people who got born again after many of us, but the manifestation in their life is awesome. What is wrong with you who have not been enjoying the manifestation? Something needs to change in our hearts. We're going to ask the Lord, change my heart tonight. Saul had a destiny, but he did not have the heart for the destiny. When Samuel anointed Saul, God changed his heart and took the old heart out and gave him a heart that can fulfill the kingly call. We're going to tell the Lord, change my heart to be. Transform me in my inner man. Give me a heart that will be truthful to you. Give me a heart that will seek you so that I may find you. Let's lift up our voice and begin to pray. A heart that will seek God. A heart that is truthful to God. A heart that fears God. Father, transform my heart, O God. Jesus said in the book of John 5, 19, I do only what I see my Father do. Tell the Lord, give me a heart that will seek after you. A heart that will submit to you. A heart that will love you, Lord. A heart that will be faithful to you. Whatever you ask, the Lord will give it. 
A heart that will not disappoint you. I don't want a heart of regrets. I want a heart that is full of God. A heart that serves God. A heart that is faithful to God. Oh Lord. For the Lord is loving to us all. Amen. The Lord is near to all who call on Him. To all who call on Him in truth. Give me a truthful heart, O God. In verse 19, it says, He fulfilled the desire of those who fear Him. Ask God, help me, O God, to fear you. Give me a heart that trembles before your word. A heart that is not rebellious. He hears the cry of those who fear Him and saves them. Help me to fear you, O God. Help me to walk in your fear. Tell the Lord, deliver me from the traction of hell. A heart that loves God. Father, we pray thee. Father, we pray thee. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' anointed name we have prayed. The book of Psalm 92, verse 10. He says, You have exalted my horn like a wild ox. The King James Version, I prefer we pray on this. But my horn shall be exalted like the horn of an unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. We're going to pray. Father, exalt my horn in this month and anoint me with fresh oil. Shall I begin to pray in the name of Jesus? My horn shall be exalted. My horn shall be exalted. My horn shall be exalted. Father, you are the king of heaven who exalts the horn. The horn stands for authority. Exalt the horn of Christ's tabernacle in this land. Anoint us with fresh oil. Exalt our horn. Anoint us with fresh oil. Exalt our horn. Anoint us with fresh oil. Yea, Father, tell the Lord, distinct me from among my contemporaries. Distinct me, O God. Anoint me with fresh oil. Anoint me with fresh oil. Anoint me with fresh oil. 
Anoint me with pressure. Anoint me with pressure. Yea, Lord, let my heart be exalted among my contemporaries. Exalt my heart, O、oh、God. Exalt the heart of Christ with tabernacle. Yea, Radoboshikara Malenda. Exalt our horn, O God. Exalt our horn, O God. Exalt our horn, O God. Jehovah, we pray thee. Jehovah, we pray thee. Ma bale greto sabale no bosha. Thank you, King of Heaven. In Jesus' anointed name, we are prayed. If you look at that scripture in 92, what takes place thereafter? He says, My eyes have seen the defeat of my adversary. My ears have heard the roots, the route of my wicked, of the wicked fool. I read the NIV now. The righteous will flourish. Like a palm tree, they will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in their old age. They will stay fresh and green, proclaiming the Lord is upright. You are going to begin to tell God, Father, let this scripture come to fulfillment right in my life. From this very hour, I shall see the end of my foes. My adversaries shall not overcome me. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. My eyes have seen the defeat of my adversaries. Begin to declare the name of the Lord. Whatever stood opposed to you, from this hour, your eyes shall see the defeat of your adversaries. Your ears will hear of the wrath of the wicked foes. <coughs> begin to declare. I will flourish like a palm tree. I will grow like the cedar of Lebanon. Father, your mouth has spoken this. I shall be planted in the house of the Lord. I will flourish in the courts of my God. I shall be planted in the house of the Lord. I will flourish in the courts of my God. I will stay. Still bear fruit in my own age. Declare, my fruit season shall not come to an end. My fruit season shall not come to an end. I shall be fruitful in my body. I shall be fruitful in my brain. I shall be fruitful in the works of my hand. I shall be fruitful, O、oh、God. The Bible says, they will flourish in the courtyard of God. They will still bear fruit in their old age. They will stay fresh and green. Proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no one, no wickedness in him. Father, you will cause me to flourish. Thank you, King of Heaven. Thank you, King of Heaven. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying with hands given.
Shall we take our seats a few minutes, please? The disciple of the Lord. What I taught you yesterday and today. Can I say that the video section uh, today is a Tuesday. The video of the workers' meeting, I want you to give it to Deacon Charles immediately. Deacon Charles will take it to, to, London, uh, to New Cross tomorrow, and they will put it on the net immediately. Okay? But Adrian will work on that, and he will put it on the net, so that the digitizer and put it on the net. Please make sure that is done. And the one I did on for the leaders, the previous, yesterday. Who is handling that among you, please? The thickness unit is there, so make sure that is done. I want it done immediately. <laughs> I rejoice in the Lord. I thank God for you. When God was about to visit Israel in their slavery, to the last minute they were still crying hopelessly. But God has determined the season. They didn't understand. They didn't know. But yet, when the season came upon them, they were like men who dreamed. A new season has come upon Christ with tabernacle. <laughs> hey. The Lord said to me to tell you, you are my treasured possession. Huh. I'm going to read an email I received suddenly when I came back, when I got home yesterday midnight from Pastor Dapo. But before I read that email... I will read the mail before we finish the prayer. We are sitting on a time bomb. It will explode in July. The Lord, the disciple of the Lord. The first one I gave you yesterday was Matthew 28, verse 19 to 20. It says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of age. And I told you that this is what this church stands for. All our services is geared towards discipling everyone, both young and old. And the word disciple is an apprentice. So that you can become like Jesus Christ, who is our master. And there are seven things I said that you must take cognizance of. Number one, you are the answer to Jesus' prayer. Say to somebody, I am an answer to the prayer of Jesus Christ. Jesus prayed for me and I manifested. Now, let me say something to you. It will change your boldness and confidence in God if you can dwell on what I'm telling you. You don't look at yourself just as a man who just landed in this earth. No. It is the prayer of Jesus that brought you forth. Because he said in Luke chapter 10 verse 2, he told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send our workers into the harvest field. Jesus prayed this prayer 2,000 years ago. God answered and sent you. So always see yourself as a sent man. Through the prayer of Jesus. If the prayer of Jesus manufactured you, nothing can extinguish you, you know. 
<laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. You should fear nothing. Nothing can stop you if it is the prayer of Jesus that gave ye birth. The second thing I told you yesterday is that you are an important part of the church. Don't look at yourself as less important. Even if you are one of those who have been sitting at the pew of the church, you are about to start your employment in God. Are we together now? Church, in the month of July, I will employ all of you on behalf of God. <laughs> you are important. Do you know something? If you can come to me for counsel and for prayer, I can ask you to, to pray for me and to counsel me. Now, which means that I could counsel you because of my communion with God. And because of my communion with God, God embellished me with a lot of gifts which you need. I was telling the workers a few minutes ago, one of the areas of God's gift upon my life, which has been a blessing to every one of you, even yesterday, when I began to make declaration over your lives, God told me among you, in the year 2001, that this part of the world is about to come into recession, a famine, and that Europe and America will beg for food, and they will beg for money. And then suddenly they began to forgive Africa's debts. And the Lord said, before the end of 2010, the famine will strike Europe and America. Europe will beg for money. As they were forgiving African debts, some people will also give them money. They will be begging for some for people to give them money. And the Lord said that China, by 2010, will rule, will rule about 80% of the world economy. Will be, will be from China. Little did we understand that what God was even saying is that China is the one who will bail all of them out. Somebody said that it cannot be. The system in Europe is so solid. Few months after, a few years after, economy crashed. I'm talking about don't look at me as I'm the only one that God can use. You are a tool also in the hands of God. After all, sons take after their fathers. You are sons of God. As I'm taking after Jesus Christ, and you can see the reflection of the gene of Christ in me, you have the same thing. If you don't, God will not bring you here. Are we together now? So if you have not manifested, it doesn't mean you don't have it. When you have a boy, a, a, you know, if you give birth to a child, they say that, what did you give birth to? He says a boy. He's a man. But he starts as a boy. Alright? And that boy will grow and become a man. And do all the functions of a man. And child will, or children will come out of that boy too. But because he's still a boy does not nullify the fact that he can reproduce. And you must see yourself like that. This is not a church of local champion. Yes. I want to see you go beyond me. And you will. I can't understand you. I say you will. If I'm telling you what will happen in Saudi Arabia, 
you'll be telling me what will happen in Caribbean. Another one will say that Apostle does say the Lord in the, in the land of China, I saw this at this time and this certain date, and it's coming to pass. I remembered in those days that God was just giving us tips. The Lord one day in the service here said, the date that economy will crash, exact date, it was two weeks. And I said to all of you, sell your stock. Use it to make money. One of my sons, he, he was a senior person, you know, in Citibank, probably AGM or wherever. He went to Citibank and told them that, I'm going to sell my stock on this Friday. They said, you're stupid. They said, why are you selling? He said, because by Monday, everything will crash. They said, no, it cannot be. It cannot be. You're a banker and a senior banker. What nonsense are you talking about? We will buy your stock. So on that Friday, he sold his stock to all of them. Okay? By Monday morning, the stocks of the world tumbled upside down. He made money. Some of you made money. God told us. He didn't tell us season. He told us the date it will happen. Then he told us the date it will pick up. And he told us about the meeting that the United Nations have not thought about at the, the yeah, it's UN, you know, the G7 and the G12 or whatever G they call themselves, the month they will hold meeting and then what will happen the following month. And some people still made money out of it. So as God has used me to speak things that had blessed you, he will use you to speak to me. Things that will do what? Bless me. When a squirrel gets older, he sucks the breast of the baby. You don't understand. That is an African adage. When a squirrel becomes grandmother, he will now kill with the children of his child and begin to suck the breast of his, his baby. In a short time, I will sit down and you will come and give me testimonies. This one will come and give me a report of what God is doing through him somewhere. Another one is keen to come and give me a report. In those days, he will not be coming to see me for counseling. He's coming to tell me testimonies. Somebody say, Amen. We are entering into it from the month of July 2015. Listen to me. Number three, I said two, you are important part. Because First Corinthians 12, 2, 12, 12, 12. It says the body is a unit, though it is made up of many parts. And though all its parts are many, they form one body. Number three, God brought you here for a purpose. Remember this. First Corinthians 2, 18. But in fact, God has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. Number four. You have a unique function in this church. First Corinthians 12, 19 to 20. There are prophets among you yet to manifest. Prophetesses, teachers, pastors, evangelists. Forget about it. 
Look, whatever your career is, there is room for you in the gift of the Spirit. Hallelujah, somebody. Okay? Whatever your position is in life, really the gift of the Spirit will make you better professionals. You can imagine a doctor who is given the grace of healing. And somebody is coming with excruciating pain and with discernment of spirit. And that symptom looks like something they know. But in the real sense, it was a demonic affliction. And he has seen it as a doctor. But his hand is anointed. And he says, sorry. And the pain vanished. It's gone. I can't feel it again. The moment you touch me, something passed through my body. Now they have done the x-ray. They have seen the lump. Heavy lump. I feel light in there. Please, do another x-ray. They did another x-ray. The lump is not there. The old x-ray can show heavy lump. The second x-ray, nothing. I'm sure that they will promote that doctor. In a short time, they will soon have a room for you because now everybody you touch, something is happening in their body. You will save NHS millions. In a short time, you will soon become the head of NHS. (laughs) It's coming. You have a purpose. You are unique in your function. Number four. 1 Corinthians 12, 19, and 10, 20. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, they are many parts, but one body. Number five. That's where we stopped yesterday. Use your gift to serve others. First Peter 4, 10 to 11. It says, each one should use whatever gifts he has received to serve others faithfully, administering God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, he should do it as one speaking the very words of God. If anyone serves, he should do it with the strength God provides. So that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory and the power forever and ever. What is the secret of getting more gifts from God. Service. Service. I told you. If you are, you know, uh, a chief executive of a company and you have various departments under you, a department that doubles their, their if you give them a budget, they double their, their, their income or a, a subcompany that does that, so suddenly you give them more money. But a company that you give them a budget, they can't finish spending it, the next session you won't give them. Up to that, you really call the budget. So is God. What he has given to you, what have you done with it? Do you desire to be more useful because you want to serve people? Not because you want to boss over people. Not because you want to show people. Not because you want people to respect you. But because you want to be in a place people need any Ministry, you want to be there to serve. So the Bible says each one of you should use any gift, which is your uniqueness that he has given you, to serve others faithfully administering God's grace. (coughs) 
None of you in this church should be involved in asking people to sow a seed for the gift of healing. It is satanic. Everybody who do things like that are not messengers of God. They are mediums and devils. Jesus wonders. He said, freely you receive, freely you give. If anybody says a prophet and he has a, an offering bag in the entrance of his consultation room, he is not a messenger of God. He's a medium. You, let me say something to you. Medium, the gift of medium and the gift of the spirit, they look similar. Because counterfeit looks like the real, but you have to look behind the veil. I would gather now. The Bible says you should use your gifts. Administering God's grace. In various forms. If anyone speaks, he should speak. He should do it as one speaking the very words of God. If anyone serves, he should do it with the strength God provides. Serve with all your heart. Serve with all your energy. Serve with all your strength. Serve selflessly. There is someone recording your heart. He rewards you in the public for what you do in the sacred. You know? Number six. The way up is the way down. Humility is the key to God's promotion. Romans 13, 3. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Don't let gifts cause you to swell up. Don't let education make you swell up. Because you may be more educated than everybody, but somebody who is not as educated as you may be richer than you. Don't let anything that God has given you make you proud. You are just a lovely dust. Don't let your position that God has placed you become a, a platform of pride. I have told you before, those of you in this church who are children to me, alright, have I stood before you and began to command you, command you, command you, and command you? Have I dealt with you in a way that when you see me coming, everybody is running at us, for fear? I'm approachable. Have I not honored and respected you? Do I call you by your name? No, I call you like I call others. Brother Sarge and Sister Sarge. From when you were a baby, so it's not hard for me to call you the same now, brothers, this and sister, that. Humility is a seed. When you sow it to people's life, you will reap it back. Arrogance is a seed. When you sow it to people's life, you reap it back. Really, God said, God resists the arrogance. Who is the proud? Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. Really, obviously, I have found out that people who are very arrogant and very rude, they are empty barrels. People who are loaded, vast in knowledge, very, very respectful. Let me say this to you. Appreciate those who serve you. Show appreciation. The Bible has told you if you cannot thank 
be thankful of yesterday. You won't get a blessing for tomorrow. Don't shut the door against yourself by pride. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord that he may exalt you. And respect one another. Anybody who does not respect one another does not respect God. Those of you who are older, respect the younger. Those of you who are younger, honor the older with respect. Let me say this to you. Don't use your age to brag me, Joe. Because God will have made me also older than you. Because you are older than someone doesn't make you a class that cannot associate with. Look at me. We are all the same class. Abby? Don't feel that because you are older in age, you are a subclass. If that person tomorrow becomes a minister of cabinet, then you start shaking and begging. That is not a, a child of God. Honor the younger ones. By your honor and respect, you will teach them how to also respect one another. When God will bless you, if any one of you come to my house with bodyguards, I will first take my kuboko and wipe all your bodyguards out of you. A minister of the gospel having bodyguards, God has withdrawn all his angels. That's why they are bodyguards. I love the new president of Nigeria. He has started to do something that is strangely funny. <laughs> the guy came to England with, with economic class two weeks ago with his children in economy. President of Nigeria. The new president of Nigeria. So, all other guys who thought they would meet him up because he didn't tell them, they went to buy for slas. One of them, I won't mention the name. She went to buy for slas. And when she got to her first class, she couldn't find president there. She found president in the economic class. So she could not go to economic class to discuss with what Mr. President. Sometimes Jesus is in economic class when you are going for first class. You miss him. Your humility should be a lifestyle. I beg you. In CFT, Apostle did not, I would have gone to do a shoe and call it Alfred Williams. Yes? Oh, yes. And all my car, Alfred 1, Alfred 2, Alfred 3. <laughs> Wasting money. Don't build your treasures on material things. A humble man doesn't do that. Share what you have with other people. Respect and honor one another. Why? God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. If you look at the book, I will talk to you about that later on. The book of Numbers. In the book of Numbers, when God was given the credentials of, of um, Moses, he said that Moses was the meekest man on the earth. I always beg God that I should attain that before I die. The way up is the way down. Finally, live a life that is worthy of your calling. You are a Christian. There is a life worthy of Christianity. Don't disgrace God. Alright? If you are messing about and God is...
keeping his mouth shut. It's not because he didn't see you. It's because he's having pity on you. For every contravention, there is a retribute. A sinner will not go unpunished. Exodus chapter 34. He said that I'm the merciful God, forgiven God, but do not let the guilty go unpunished. God is equitable. He's a God of justice, but he's a God of mercy. He forgives repentance, but he punishes all unrighteousness. Why would your life be full of punishment that is not necessary? To obey God or to disobey God? Which one is better? It's to obey God. Because if you disobey God, you lose your peace, and moreover, you'll be punished for it. And uh, those who disobey, who are really alive of disobedience in the church, they are the ones who confuse many ministers that they think that all Christians have demons. Not all Christians have demons. If a Christian has demons, they should ask him, where did he get Ten gifts of the Spirit. And the tenth one is the gift of demons. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Listen to me. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Shall we read together, church? Shall we read together? Look up and read it. Live a life worthy of your calling. Ephesians 1, 4, 1. Ephesians 4, 1. I will stop here. Shall we read together, please? Ah, stop. Is this not cathedral? This is the international... Ah, you are no more headquarters. Oh, oh, oh. How many people come from General Headquarters? Wave your hands. Let me see you. Come on, make a loud noise, Headquarters. Uh-huh, I know they will. These people are conservative Christians. <clears throat> if you are from International Headquarters, wave your hand. Let me see you and make a shout. Even their shout is not shouting. <laughs> Hallelujah. Only God will settle your matter. Some people say they are the general headquarters. Out of them, everybody came. Thank God. <laughs> New cross. But this is the cathedral. And when the cathedral saw that they don't want to miss out, they gave themselves international headquarters. <laughs> Shall we all read the scripture together? As a prisoner for the Lord. Tell somebody you must live a worthy life before the Lord. We agree not to disgrace God anymore. We don't want to be Christians that God cannot rely upon. We don't want to be Christians that God cannot show His mercy. Because our sins block His mercy. We don't want to be Christians that God cannot lavish His gift. Because our waywardness shut the door. We want to be Christians that God can wake up. He can trust us with His grace and mercy and glory and power so that we can be the example to the rest of the churches on earth. That as it is written in the scripture, so it is now. Stand up on your feet. I want us to lift up our voices together and thank God for the grace that He had given to us. I begin to thank God for His grace. Our God and our King, we bless your name for your grace. We give you the praise and honor and glory for your grace. We magnify thee, O God. Thank God for the grace of His gifts.
thank God and say to God, I thank you because I'm important in the body. I'm an important part of the body. You have brought me to the body for a purpose. I have a unique function in the church. Lord, I thank you for the grace of heaven you have given to me. Father, we bless you. Father, we bless you. We thank you, Jehovah. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. I don't like that your amen. I don't know how you feel. I just feel good that God can use me. What about you? I can't hear you. Do you know what will become of me has never been seen. All what has happened to me, through me, till now, is just a speck of dust to what is about to happen to me. Something is about to trigger from heaven over you. I say something is about to burst open from the heavenlies over you. That's you that you are standing before me today. In a matter of days, the king of heaven will visit you. The hand of God will touch you. The power of the monster will saturate you. He will break the chains. He will cross you the bars of iron. He will fill you with fire. He will push your tongue to speak. He will push your mind to see. He will push your heart to reason. Satan loses all forever. And let me say this to you. It is not for Job that God sent his son. And it is not for joke that he saved you. The purpose of heaven concerning your life shall be fulfilled. The Bible says the Lord Almighty has sworn. Surely as I plan it shall be. And as I purpose it will stand. The plans of God for you shall be. The purposes for which he had created you shall stand. The Lord will destroy the Assyrian in your land. He will break their yoke from your neck. It will lift their bodies from your shoulder. Listen to me. And to them who decide to go into captivity, into captivity shall they go. Those who have been sent by the enemy to hold you bound, to bind you, they shall go into captivity. Everything that the devil has set around you to hinder the destiny of God over you, they shall be swallowed up completely. God said to Israel, This is what the Lord says. When the 70 years are over, are complete. For Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my gracious promises to bring you back to this place. Your 70 years in Babylon captivity is over. This is the month of June. The Lord shall bring you back home. He will say to the north, give up. And to the south, do not hold back. He says, therefore, also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you to exile. Pray to the Lord for it. Because if it prospers, you will prosper. In this new government in Britain, you will prosper. Those of you from Nigeria or who are friends of Nigeria, in this new government of Nigeria, you will prosper. Because we pray for our nations, whatever nation you come from. I declare in this season, you will enter into the prosperity of nations. The Lord shall go before you and open the double doors. 
He will lift up the gate before you, that gate shall not be shut against you. He will break down the gates of bronze and cut through the bars of iron. He will give you the treasures of darkness and the riches stored in secret places. He said, This is what the Lord Almighty says, the God of Israel. Say to all those who have carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon, Build houses, you will build houses. Build houses, you will build houses. Build houses, you will build houses. He says, settle there, you will settle down. He said, plant gardens, you will plant gardens and eat what it produces, you will eat the fruit of your hand. Never again will foreigners eat your labor. For every labor that you have labored, you will not quit before your harvest. The King of Heaven will grant you that you will enjoy the, the fruits of your labor. He says, Do not let the prophets and diviners among you deceive you. Every diviner that Satan has set around you, their word over you shall fail. Every human being that Satan has set around you to shipwreck you, like day and night, the Lord will separate you from them. Everyone that will build destiny, that will help you to fulfill God's destiny, may the Lord bring them around you. Listen to me. He says he foiled the signs of false prophets and he made diviners into foolish people. He turned their counsel to nonsense. Every divination over you fails. The counsel of hell over you, the Lord turns to nonsense. He says, He who carries out the words of his servant and fulfills the predictions of his messenger. Every word you have spoken to your life from January to June shall be carried out in this month. Every word you have declared over your life from January to June shall come to fish on this month. The Lord will honor his word and he shall bring this to pass. He who says to Jerusalem, it shall be inhabited. Your desolation shall be filled with inhabitants. He says, he will say to Judah, you shall be built. Everything that has been destroyed in your life that should be alive, the Lord brings life back to them. Your Judah shall be rebuilt. And it says, and of their ruins I will restore. I say to you today, everything that has been ruined by the devil over your life or men, I command their restoration. So shall your life be restored. So shall your body be restored. So shall your family be restored. So shall your brain be restored. Your memory shall be restored. Your health shall be restored. Your finances shall be restored. Your home shall be restored. Your strength shall be restored. Your glory shall be restored. So shall it be in the name of the Father. And of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Our God and our King, by word, this world was made. The visible came from the invisible. Everything that God has kept in the invisible concerning you and for you that shall have manifested. 
I call them forth in the name of Jesus. The goodness of God shall follow you. The mercy of God shall overshadow you. Daniel chapter 1 verse 17 shall be fulfilled over you. Daniel chapter 1 verse 17 shall be fulfilled over you. God will distinct you with wisdom. He will distinct you with knowledge. Your understanding shall be next to none. So shall you be successful in all things. Father, we bless your name. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying with thanksgiving. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Hold your hands.